Welcome to the first show of Ugly Girls Club on Outside Radio. My name is Aniko, your host. And if you haven't heard yet, Outside Radio is a podcast station where we will have different podcasts from Ugly Girls Club to Queering It Up, discussing queer issues, podcast Damachita, discussing everything pertaining men and mental health issues around men and all those other things that men don't really like to talk about. We'll also have a music and arts show every other Thursday and of course what is a podcast station without music so we have our resident DJ Momo who will be giving us a mix every other Friday so please be on the lookout through the week for the rest of the other podcasts okay so now back to Ugly Girls Club our last show was with Adele Onyango discussing date rape in university and in workspaces thank you so much to Adele for her time and her extensive knowledge. I know a lot of people really enjoyed that podcast because it was really relatable. And of course, for me, it was just like a really heavy podcast, but it had to be discussed. So I'm happy we had that opportunity with her. So this week, we are talking to Atome. She is a media mogul, <laughs> head honcho of an amazing media website, Lucid Lemons, all the way from North North, but West Africa, Nigeria, discussing women in media. Welcome, Atome. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Um, How are you doing, girl? Good. I'm good. You know, it's Saturday, so just chilling, trying not to get stressed mm. out, and just like preparing for the rest of the week next week. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, kind of side notes. Like, I don't know how you do it because, like, I've, obviously, I follow you guys and stuff and i follow you guys really closely um lucid lemons on instagram and i'm just like you guys always have content you guys always have instagram lives i'm just like you guys are really amazing it's it's amazing because i have a really awesome team i have an awesome team of people who have been working with me for some of them five years some of them a few months but we're quite a close-knit team and it's taken a long time for us to get it right to get it to the point where right now we have like content coming out all the time but you know we learned a lot on this five-year journey that we've been on and i guess like right now we're just kind of really just pushing things out there like letting people know that this is the content that we have or this is what we're seeing every day coming through the media and doing our best to be at the forefront of the media as well Mm, and i mean you guys' content is great but before we go into lucid lemons itself what i like to do is instead of me introducing you with like this long bio of who you are, I usually like to have um, the guests introduce themselves because I always say as women, we're never given the, the chance to to celebrate who we are, celebrate our journeys. Um, so I really want, and we also don't own them a lot of the time. So mm. I prefer usually my, audi- my guest does that. So... Do you mind letting our audience know who you are, who is Atome, where's Atome from, what is Atome's journey? Okay, okay, that's really cool. Um, Okay, so first of all, um, people call me Atome. It has no meaning. It literally is a name that was given to me by my family when I was young and it just kind of stuck, right? So I, I started to go by Atome. Um, a few years ago when I started to branch out into doing more multidisciplinary art 
Um, I'm a product designer. That's what I studied in uni. Uh, however, I haven't actually done any product design since then. I kind of put that work into my company, Lucid Lemons, which is a a platform for young creatives um, around Africa and outside of Africa but are Africans that want to get their work out there that need a platform to see the amazing things that they are doing and that's what Lucy Lemons is about and we try and push artists and not just musicians as well all, all kinds of creatives online and offline we have festivals here in nigeria that we've been running now for five years this year actually today would have been the fifth lemon curd which is our annual festival however covid came and decided that no that they're not gonna have that <laughs> but you know um that's what lucid lemons is about myself i i'm into all sorts of art i'm into photography painting sculpturing product design graphic design video editing you kind of name it and i kind of do it so you know i i i love the creative scene and i just love to be a part in whatever way i can whether it's by creative directing or throwing events or or planning like serious um, conversations and serious strategies that would build the culture not just here in Nigeria but across Africa those are things that are big for me and um, I'm an entrepreneur right now I did have a job before you know people always say like you can't really balance you know nine to five and trying to run a business or your own your own business and they are so correct <laughs> it was killing me having a job I used to work at Universal here in Nigeria Nigeria and was interesting you know just being a part of the media and music in that way as well so I guess that's that's me <laughs> but yeah you can call me Atome but my actual name is Tomisin if you're wondering you can find me on everywhere with Tomisin underscore Akins so yeah that is me that's so cool. I didn't know about the Universal working at Universal yeah. but um <laughs> so just track back a little bit before you went to university you know like what attracted you to media like growing up because i know for some people like for me my attraction to media was um there used to be this kids show yo tv Mm. that played um on our tv and like like each time it came on i would pretend like i was one of the presenters uh-huh. and I like you know <laughs> imagine like take like six year old me pretending you know so I've always had like a vested interest in media mm-hmm. for you mm-hmm. like what was that journey um I guess growing up I my dad is very big on on music and um just the music culture especially here in Nigeria and I guess I just got into it because of him I've, he's always played me songs and played me a lot of music and I've always been interested in people that are in the music industry especially I've always been interested in that like people and ha- how they created things how they made an instrument sound this way and some from some digital form it always was very interesting to me not that I actually wanted to like make music myself even though I did try I did try back in the day but I'm not gonna talk about that no we need to hear about this were you like a singer a rapper 
Mm-hmm. I, I didn't I didn't get that far. I just my, my parents tried to like get me into music because they saw that I loved music. So I did I did them singing I did some singing classes. I tried to play the guitar, but I gave up on that pretty quickly. I went to a performing arts school as well, um, which I guess kind of affirmed my love for um, design and media and music, especially at that school. Because being a it literally was like a high school musical scenario. It was a school that literally you would be sitting in the cafeteria and some guy in a tutu would just like dance past the window. That was the kind of school I went to. <laughs> so That's dope. It was, it was. It was probably my best two years of any kind, any school I went to. That was the best two years of my life. Um, because there, I re- it really affirmed the, my love for music and media and culture. And that's actually where I started Lucid Lemons as well. So I think I've always just had it in me. It's like a genetic thing. My dad is in love with music and he's in love with the music that I listen to. And I love the music that he listens to. So just imagine that like... The, the vast the variety of music within this household is is a bit mad but yeah i think it's genetic actually that's quite cool because i mean if you think about um art school i know i tried to push for art school and my mom was like mm-hmm. hell no um i think it's such a, a privilege that you had to even um go to art school like yeah, is art school definitely. like something people consider in like your environment is it like um, big or is it like a Hmm. you're going against the grain yes definitely going against the definitely definitely going against the grain i mean i went to this my art my school i went to was in the uk so i left nigeria when i was in year nine um many nigerians are listening that's gss3 here and I basically left and I was in a like really academic school and I think my parents just kind of realized that this girl is not this kind <laughs> like I wasn't the the academic quote-unquote kind I was the creative like kind of child and I really pushed really pushed really hard to find this school and I'm just blessed and grateful that my parents gave me the opportunity to go to somewhere like this but I don't know a lot of people especially Nigerians and and many Africans actually that were in, first of all in the school with me and were allowed to do that kind of thing because I guess my parents were just very open to the fact that they understood the kind of child that they had. I've, I'd always been the way that I am now from as a kid. So I guess they just kind of said, okay, you know what? The other children are, you know, science, maths, academics. This one is just not. And we can't like force her into that. So I think they just they just said, you know what? Okay, fine. And I, I going there really it shaped my life. It shaped the person I am today. And I'm, I would forever be grateful for that opportunity because a lot, and I mean a lot of people, who should have that opportunity don't get to have it because of this culture of oh you could need to you know do engineering or law or maths or something like that so definitely going against the grain i think that's so cool um i was going to ask but since you brought up um the uk i think maybe we can have like a comparison like Mm. um growing up in Nigeria and looking at how media how the, how the media landscape looks like mm-hmm. was it very different to what was going on in the UK and I mean like broadcast media like the general normal television radio media yeah. outside of online 
Mm-hmm, definitely, it was very different growing up. Um, growing up, I first of all, I wasn't allowed to watch TV a lot, so to watch TV was like a sacred blessing. It was like, oh my gosh, this is like the best thing ever. And when we did have TV, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't allowed to watch certain channels, Channel O, MTV, I wasn't allowed any of that, but I would sneak and watch it anyway. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, just having those initially at that at, at, at that time there wasn't anything like mtv based africa there wasn't anything like that it was it was mtv and we were watching britney spears and watching american style so america really influenced a lot of the media that was here and even just um the kind of way the, the ways people took from the media into culture into the way we dressed into the way we spoke into the way we did certain things even into the way that we processed certain thoughts was based on f- filtration from america into nigeria that this is media this is what you guys have this is what you guys should be looking like what you should be listening to in terms of then nigerian music that was then being pushed out you would hear Nigerian music a lot, but I remember being a being young and thinking to myself, no, but like this American person is better. Why? Because they're American. Yes. You know, it's not it's they're just different. They're not Niger- it's not Nigerian. Nigerian is like, okay, yeah, that's calm, but this is America. And you know, that mm, is that I me mean, now looking back at it, it was not a, a good way. It's not a good way to have been brought into the system, I guess. And then I guess going to the UK and then experiencing, I was privileged enough to like be able to go to the UK before, like a number of times before actually moving there completely. So I did get to see that actually, actually that all this American music, all this UK, you know that they're not, they're not so great. There's like, there's, there's rubbish there too just like there's rubbish mm. there you know because in nigeria you'd have only seen the best of the best and think everything coming out of these countries is the best it's amazing but there was I, I then realized that actually there is amazing things coming out of nigeria too that is being filtered out into the abroad and they're loving it but we're not appreciating our own content our own like music our own fashion our own everything at that point and I guess having my eyes opened when I got to the UK and seeing all of that really made me appreciate the culture, African culture, a lot more. Yeah, I totally agree with you when you say we, we, we're not given the opportunity to appreciate our own mm. homegrown talents more. Because like you said they like to filter out our own stuff so maybe we'll have i don't know i'll make a random example a lot of davido playing and then we think mm-hmm. davido's the only one who's banging mm-hmm. you know um whereas there's like so many other people like with at davido's level just below davido's level yep. and it's unfair that um when we watch these mtvs back in the day I remember MTV back in the day and VH1. When we watched them back in the day, you know, it's like we we got to experience um, C-listers, D-list celebrities to the A-list celebrities. But we couldn't experience that variety from our own 
people. So mm-hmm. I'm really enjoying the the change in our broad like broadcast media. People, even though it's still like white run, you know, um, I don't know yeah. about how it is in Nigeria. It's still pretty white run here in South Africa, but the audience is actually demanding more of localized stuff, people mm. stuff from within Africa. Mm-hmm. So I think I think that's that's a very important change I think that's happening in our in our mainstream television. Um and then moving back to Lucid Lemons, you know, how did the idea come about? Like how did like where were you sitting? Where did the penny drop? You know, like oh my gosh, you know, this is something I actually want to do. Yeah, um it was kind of a number of things. I had there were two triggers and then when the penny dropped was like a little later, but the two triggers were one when I was leaving this um performing arts school and I was thinking, okay, what am I going to do in uni now that I'm done here and you know, I don't want to I'm not I'm definitely not going to go study like engineering or architecture or law or anything like that. What am I going to do? I told my parents that I wanted to do product design and like my parents are Nigerian. They're like, "What what what's that?" Like, "Huh?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you better going to do architecture, going to do something that we know. We know we have heard of it before. What's product design? What's that? And trying to explain to them what product design was was like literally trying to climb Mount Everest it was just a difficult impossible task for me and it was just like okay you know what I'm just gonna go ahead and apply and do this which I did I applied I I just I just applied I didn't tell anybody just applied and then I got in and they were like what what and I'm like yeah well I'm doing what I want to do um then the second thing was I was working with another with a friend of mine on a platform as well to push Nigerian writers and poets on a website just to have a safe space for them to um write their to put out their own work. I left them. I left that group of friends and we had some issues. We fell out and I left them and I was about to get into uni and I can never forget I was sitting down in my room in my in my um, A-level college and I just thought I was talking to my best friend who at the time had just gotten into uni and her dad and her mom had forced her to do business administration and mm-hmm. she just wasn't happy. She was so depressed, she was so just out of it. She just really didn't want to be in that space. And I realized that a lot of my friends were also in that space. A lot of them were forced to do law, engineering and the likes and they just weren't happy and then a lot of them especially my best friend she she was starting to dj at the time she was learning to dj and she was actually really sick and i was like what, what, what why are you even doing this why aren't you like you know focusing on your djing or trying to get into like a music school or doing music instead of doing business admin which you hate and mm-hmm. you know I'm I'm a very empathetic person so I I took it upon myself to and to make a platform that would support my friends who were stuck in these kinds of positions and needed an outlet to put 
their con their creative content on that's how lucid lemons came about it was just it was initially a place for me and my friends to post i realized i think i realized how lucky i was that i was able to just go ahead and do product design and to go to this um performing arts school whereas a lot of my friends were not that fortunate they weren't they were in, in positions where they were mostly unhappy and I just wanted some some way to make them happy and to like alleviate that pain that they may be feeling by being stuck doing something that they don't want to do you know if you even met an artist that can't that, that can't perform or can't sing and has to do something that they don't want to do you find that they are the most depressed and most the saddest people that you would meet because they're just stifled Mm, they're stuck yeah. yeah they're just stuck and it's just not a nice feeling especially if it's your best friend or someone that you're close to like seeing this person in this kind of position and yeah that's where lucid lemon started from it's just that's what it started as that and then it just kind of caught on <laughs> and people were just like yeah let me send you my let me send you let me send you my music let me send you my poetry let me send you my writing let me i'm like okay 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 calm down like <laughs> one at a time please one time. <laughs> and then i decided you know what i think maybe this should be a thing i think this should be maybe something i actually do a website and i, I found my team at the time i think there were 20 or so 25 people or so that came together and said yeah let's do this and yeah that's that's where we started from (laughs) that's so dope like 20 people i mean for me with outside radio there's only like five or six of us i mean how did you manage 20 people Ah, that's active (laughs) (laughs) you know you know something about i'm not i wasn't i didn't intend to be an entrepreneur or a business person it wasn't my intention at all and so mm-hmm. i had to learn a lot over the last five years very quickly and on my own and through trial and error mostly the thing about like starting by yourself and starting with like no knowledge of business is that you get to experience a lot and some of it may be really horrible and some of it may be really really good and beneficial to you for me starting with 20 people initially was great it was awesome and most most people most of them i knew in in some regard and you know i tried to involve as many people as i could just because i felt you know this is something i want to push as a group effort i've never actually put myself at the forefront of lucid lemons except for speaking about it like this like speaking about so when someone says they want to talk to the person that runs lucid i'm like okay fine but you wouldn't find me at the forefront like with my face out there like this is the person mm-hmm. that I want to lose it I'm just not that kind of person it's always about the group it's always about the community um and so running with 20 people to begin with was hard it was a, it was hard it was not a mistake it was a good thing that I did that it was a good thing that I started from there because it taught me a lot about managing people about dealing with all kinds of behaviors and all kinds of um just people you know how people can be just very different right and all kinds yes. of coming together is just always so dramatic so yes. I, dealt <laughs> I dealt with a lot of like very crazy incidents and things that are just like what on earth am i even doing many times i wanted to give up i can't even lie because i just didn't understand and you know people left 
people came, people left again, people returned. Uh, my team now is not that big, <laughs> but you know, I had mm. to learn that. I had to learn that you don't start business with 20 people and think everything's gonna go, you know, smooth. Or okay. Yeah. yeah. Yes. No. I'm. I'm very like. I get anxious a lot. I'm a very like people's person. You know, like mm. if it's just me and you talking, like you think I'm the wildest person around, mm-hmm. but um, I work very different in groups. So mm-hmm. I knew for myself, like, I can't have more than like a handful of people. Otherwise I'll feel so overwhelmed. Yeah. Cause you know, people have, each person has like their own individual interest as well within yep. lucid limits. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So then it's going to be like, um, people like 20 different people coming with 20 different requests. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Oh my I would have died like the first week because, and you know, like you said, like you do this thing, like you know, just like loving the crew, mm-hmm. you know, let's just be out here, just do the things, Bye. and then it turns into something more structured, more serious. Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah. I mean, exactly. some people fall away, some people continue on with you, mm-hmm. and you know, talking about lucid lemons and these spaces that you're trying to create for your friends and other people. Why do you think it's important to have spaces like this? And especially spaces where there are a lot of black women running and working within the space. It's important because there was a, I I vividly remember a time where there wasn't something like this where there wasn't a space where me, a black creative, a black woman that's a creative in Nigeria can have a platform that would support me. And to think that like, I am not that old. I am, I am 24 years old. And I remember vividly a time like this, which wasn't that long ago is kind of mad because it means, first of all, it means that we've done a lot in a very short amount of time, but it means that like, there, there, there was a point. There was a point where it was almost impossible to get my creative work seen or heard. You know, it was almost impossible to to get my stuff out there without going through. In Nigeria, we we don't have. Yeah, there's a lot of um, white corporations and like white heads, but without going through a man, that's that's where yes. it really stands. Without going through a man, there was no way for me to actually get my creative work seen. And now it's it's amazing because this this platform platforms like Lucid Lemons. There's other platforms. There's more branches. There's Fem Africa. There's the Native Mag. All these platforms that have come out and you know are doing their thing and putting creatives on a on a pedestal. It it it. it I'm trying to find the right word, but it just works. It works mm. because now I don't need to go through any like man, any gatekeeper. Yes, there's no red tape for yeah, yeah, to get my music played. I don't need to go through a, a gatekeeper or anybody else to get my my graphic design or my video my video editing like work out there. I have platforms like Lucid Lemons who would support me and who would push my content. And if I'm a woman and I know that the person that runs Lucid Lemons or that Lucid Lemons is one of the platforms that supports women, black women, African women entirely, that's where I wanna go to. 
at least I know that by going here, I would at least have support first and foremost. Before anything else, I would have a, I would have a support system to begin mm-hmm. with, which I wouldn't have had five years ago. Like five years ago is a very short amount. Is it's very short. Like mm-hmm. it's a blip, literally, in the grand scheme of things. But in five years, there has been. There has been so much change, in not not like it's perfect or there's still a long way to go, but there has been so much change already, especially for the black women creatives here in Nigeria and really black 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 women everywhere that are in the creative industry in whatever part of the creative industry, there has been a shift in the way things are done there has been a shift in the amount of support and amount of backing that women have and i'm just really grateful to be in the position that i am in because i have met so many amazing women who have supported me and who i have as well supported so i mean it's it's amazing it's great i love it <laughs> Yeah, no, I totally agree with the the online space. I feel like the online space has changed a lot of how we um, present ourselves and mm. how we go about presenting ourselves. It's given us, in the beginning, was more like for SoundCloud rappers, you know, that's yeah. how we saw it. It's like they have a space to be themselves in a, in a, in a corner somewhere. Mm-hmm. But then as time went by, I think it became more apparent to people like, no, the internet is for yeah. everyone there's there's enough zeros and ones on the, in, yeah. on, the on the dark web for everyone so i really enjoy that um, yeah and as well when you say like native mag the content coming out of africa it's wild it's it's, it's unique it's, it's amazing and the way everyone is just backing each other up i mm-hmm. think that's another thing that just makes my heart so happy because when i was starting um outside radio i was like oh how do i go about this who do i approach you know who do i speak to and then i thought to my because i thought maybe i'd go the traditional route Mm -hmm. and then i was like no why am i going to like magazines and stuff when we are like an online publication like makes no sense and then the more you speak to people the more people are willing to give like tips and advice and just like whatever you need call me or like just inbox me you know it's been really great like it's mm-hmm. i i've i've found a new world in the past mm-hmm. month and a half oh, of cool. um trying out this outside radio thing it, it's been really awesome and i mean you are one of those people you know because i mean a lot of people would have because like, when i inboxed you well you i said you should inbox me when like and then it was like five days after following each other and then like you were so down to be part of the podcast if it was like a traditional space (laughs) that would not have happened you know true true true. i guess especially because we're young as well and we all kind of i i know what it's like to start something you know i know what it's like to start something and just feel that kind of anxiety of oh my god 
Am I going to get a response? Anybody going to answer me? And I'm, I, I'm still in that position many times that I don't, I, even though I've been, a, we've been around for a few years now, I still get really nervous and really scared to talk to people and just like try and put my name out there. So I, I as soon as I saw your message and I like kind of went to the outside radio um, page and I realized, oh, this is someone that is just starting something and which could be really, really good. If you just, all it, all it really takes is just one push trust me one person can just come on this show and like that's it that's literally it and everything just that skyrocketing from there and as long as you're consistent as well that's it really so, yes. yeah. and you're, yes. you're a woman no, I'm, I'm the woman who's DMing me yes I was like okay yeah definitely <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely down to do that so yeah yes i'm i'm grateful for peeps like you for sure (laughs) and then like being like a a woman in media you know what what and especially being the leader what are some of the pushbacks have you received over the the five-year span maybe like Mm. two that you think are like super highlighted in your mind um the first thing is there are even though yeah lucid demons is kind of like a, a young publication and a well, publication in terms of that we publish like artists as well it has been the, it's, it's a very man-led industry especially here in Nigeria it's it's very male dominated uh, even my counterparts native more branches uh, radar they're all men three years ago they I, I had no female like counterparts I couldn't like call up a female person that was doing something very similar to me and be like oh hey like let's do something together you know it was kind of difficult and I guess things that have really stuck out in the last five years is just sometimes I I kind of feel like I'm not included and I don't know if that's maybe a personal thing but you know how you try and like not make you you try not to make excuses for the situations you found yourself in because you don't want to feel Mm -hmm. like oh I'm doing a man versus woman it's a gender fight or anything like that but sometimes I find myself feeling very excluded from things that are going on I don't know if it's because of the female factor or just the fact that like I'm not the kind of person that I don't know how to grovel and beg for anybody's attention or love or look at me you know I'm a woman doing something great I don't I don't I don't have to do any of those things I I just do what I, I love to do and you know I'm happy doing what I love to do I just put in my work and I believe my work would speak for myself even if, if not now then eventually it will because I know how much work I put into doing lucid lemons and how much I, I put in in general just to the creative industry and you know sometimes you get those feelings that oh, I'm being left out or I'm being I'm being kind of ignored I'm being kind of pushed to the side because I, I don't fit into the group you know I don't fit into mm-hmm. the grovel and beg group I don't fit into the oh you're you're too you're cool you're, you can be part of our team you're you're a cool person or you dress like a cool person a certain way yeah I'm just I'm just me and like that's just who I am. I, I can't be anybody else or myself. If not, then I'd, I would, I'd be lost, really. Um, but be, I guess also because I'm also, I, I 
I will I call myself a strong woman I don't get bugged down by those things for very long and so I don't notice when people try and put me down often somebody else would be like how, how why did you why did you take that and I'm just like what I didn't even it didn't even to my mind that the person could be doing like doing something malicious or anything like that to me because I just know that I'm focused on myself and I just keep pushing for myself and pushing for my team and pushing for the industry as best as I can no matter what so I don't I, there there've been a few things that have occurred but like meh, I don't think I really registered them enough for it to like break me or push me or put me down at any point I may get upset in the moment or like once i realize that i'm upset and i'm upset means i'm stagnant i'm not moving i'm not working i'm not putting myself yes. into the work then i'm like what now nah, stand up stand up let's get let's get things going again so yeah yes yeah it's too much energy on it too much when you're upset yeah mm-hmm. and then when you in terms of leadership how how have mm-hmm. you felt pushed back because you are a female leader well people always first of all female leader and female young leader like being like i started lucid lemons when i was um 19 and when i started talking to people they would i would get either one of two responses depends on who i'm speaking to they would either be in shock that i'm young and more willing to help just to see what i do or they would be in shock that I'm young and be upset that I have the audacity <laughs> to be asking for what I'm asking for or being in the position I'm being in. Like that was always there was always one of the two responses. It would either go direction of hmm, she's a young person. Wow, let's see what she does with this. Or how dare you think that you can come into the same space as me, a fifty-something-year-old man that has been here for thirty-plus years, etc., etc. And I'm like, okay, you know, being being a leader is not easy, and I guess people kind of forget that you're human as well. And I am a very emotional person, and so because I'm a leader, and because I have to. I, if something goes wrong with Lucid or a festival that we're doing or something that we're doing or anything being said about it, 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 it reflects on me and mm. you have to take that responsibility for every single thing. It's not the job of my, and my, my team to take that responsibility. At the end of the day, nobody's going to, they can leave and nobody would attach Lucid Lemons to their name forever, but I can't. You know, it's I would always bear the burden of whatever happens with Lucid every single time. It's always going to be on me, right? Yes. And so yes. sometimes it's difficult, you know, to... I, I don't want to be out there. I don't want to have to carry the burden, but I just have to. Like, I just have no choice. And so, you know, it's, 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 it's tough being a leader, especially being a black woman and being young and competing with people that are way that will tell you that they have more experience than you they even my peers have told me that you know you don't really know what you're doing you came from the uk you don't know about nigeria like <laughs> you don't you know yeah, that's you terrible industry you know yeah you know this is how this is how the men think this is how the the men oh. that run the industry think like people have my peers have told me that that i i don't know what i'm doing that they have 
that I, I'm just, you know, they're just letting me be in this position because, well, they want to see what I'm doing. But tokenism type of energy, you know, uh, oh, it's terrible. It's terrible sometimes, but I don't. I try not to let those things like defeat me. You know, I really try. I try not to even really talk about it or put that energy out there because mm-hmm. if I did, that's a lot of energy. Like you said before, it's a lot of energy to be upset. It's a lot of energy to mm-hmm. deal with negativity. It's a lot of energy, like, full stop. I can't even lie. I'm saying, I just remember that it was actually a woman that told me that. A, 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 another woman actually told me that, that. That I don't know what I'm doing. And I'm just like, the men are the ones that run the show at the end of the day. And they're just letting me be here. And, you know, it just kind of made me think to myself. Sounds like jealousy. You know. <laughs> But it made me think to myself that you know that's why I'm here. That's that's exactly why I'm exactly. here. That that is the reason. So yeah. Do you find that as being a woman? Because I mean, I work in media as well. Like uh, my nine to five is media. I freelance and like editing, video, all of that stuff. Do you find that as a, a a woman, like there's less forgiveness for you if you let's say something you miss, like a vendor? at your festival Ah. like people are like extremely Ah. mad you know or like uh you know that's why we don't get women you know like you know those comments you find that you get those like quite a quite a lot yep yep definitely i've had issues exactly with vendors especially at my festivals where they would just make the biggest fuss about something that occurred and maybe i didn't have any control over at the time and i just couldn't do anything about it but it would just be like oh you're a woman that's why this is occurring um you know or like mm. i've had an i've had i can imagine myself in some in shoes of other people and just imagine what the response would have been to my platform if it was somebody else's platform you know, if it was, if I was in the shoes of, um, okay, can I tell you a quick story? <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, there was, I think it was our third Lemon Curd, which is our annual festival. And what we did that year was that we had artists um, pay a token fee, which was less than the gate fee. So these are upcoming artists that want to get on the on our stage so we had some open slots to get some artists on the stage and we asked artists to pay i think it was a thousand naira um which is a thousand five hundred naira less than the actual gate fee to perform and i remember someone tweeted uh, at lucy lemons and called me out and was talking about how how dare i make artists perform pay to perform that that is pay for play you know that i am cheating the Mm. system i'm trying to make money of artists that how who do i think i am this that that and the other and you know obviously it's twitter as soon as someone says something nobody very nobody really verifies what the person is kind of run with it and a lot of people that you know still come from by still come from my events and still talk to me calls me a lot of random names a lot lot of things that I don't think we're not appropriate first of all and just were untrue and then I imagined that if this if this thing had happened to another platform that was owned by a male figure they probably wouldn't have come at me the way they did because they 
there's certain like because i'm also not the kind of person that like puts myself out there like people don't know who i am or wouldn't like know that oh i'm the person behind it and because of that they they kind of saw oh wow it's a woman she's trying to make money from us yes nobody really checked the fact that the cost of what i was asking these guys to pay was less than what anybody who was coming to the show would have paid anyway Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's that, also probably just going to the whole project itself. Yeah, you know? it, it goes into the whole project. It goes into the fact that you have a literally a multi-million like Naira stage and lights mm-hmm. and effects and all of that. Like that's what that that your small token goes into is like. But you know, if it wasn't if it wasn't me, a woman on that like that had that as my platform. I don't think the reaction would have been the same, you know. And although that is very stressful sometimes to think about, I just kind of like, yeah, well, eventually every single person that I saw that called me names that day came for the show the following weekend. And I was like... Imagine. See, that's why I don't have Twitter, you know. Twitter (laughs) makes people dizzy. Like, people, people have different personas on Twitter and then in real life because if they really felt like what they were saying was true and right, what, what were they doing at your... I don't know. At your festival? Because also they won't say these things to your face as never, well. Never, never. I, I think that's one another person, thing. Not a single person till today that that said something on that day to me actually has mm-hmm. ever said any, a single word in person to my face. Never. Not one person. The dustbin. Trash. <laughs> <laughs> trash and then moving on to a more positive um (laughs) fun light part of your work you have this midnight show on your instagram live every friday with mt please tell us about that show because i watch it right and like half of the time i mean yesterday i was busy saying like what is c finish what is this what is that but like half of the time i'm like i understand what's going on it's very relatable like people going to places to pick up other people i mean that happens Mm -hmm. everywhere you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. um so what was what is what is about what is it about um how did it come about Oh, so you know what's so like crazy about Tea with MT is it started four weeks ago now. So four Fridays ago, I was I usually just go on my Instagram live on my personal page and I just I just talk. I play music usually from like Lucid Lemon's playlist and I just talk. I, I started to do that this year because I realized people didn't know who I was and I wanted to put myself a little bit more out there just to you know just just because I think I have something to say i have important things to talk about and i think people should really hear my voice so yeah why not go on my instagram live and just talk i talk about all sorts of things people just ask me questions and i discuss music i discuss life and i am a very oversharing person a lot of the time so i i always talk about things that really happened to me most of the time in my own life so four fridays ago i was on my live as usual and one of my really good friends Malobi, she came on she's like oh let me join your live she requested and she came on live with me and then we just started talking about like life i think at the time we we're talking about I, like i had some i had 
I have, I've always had issues in my love life. My issue, my love life is crazy most of the time. It's it's so random. Don't we all? <laughs> it's so random and it just does. It's just not working for me right now. Mm-hmm. So, I relate. <laughs> so I think we're just talking about it on my live. Obviously, oversharing as always, and then asking just like what people think about this. What do you think if I did this? Should I talk to him this way? Should I do this to make him talk? to me more etc etc and you know we had re- a really good conversation that lasted till like 2 30 a.m and people really enjoyed it we had like i think the first time we did it we had like 15 people just consistently on there like talking to us and just having a good all around conversation and then i was like you know what that was actually so good let's just do this again next week and then during the week we talked and we're like, let's actually name it something. Let's 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 be like let's be real with it. This is actually a really good thing that we're doing. We're talking about real things and just talking about our lives and putting it out there. People really relate to the stuff that happens. And I'm not a shy person to talk about like the things that I've been through because I've been through quite a, a, a number of different things as a woman and a lot of women as well have been through very similar things to me and they don't talk about it we don't talk about it because I, I don't really know why especially Africans especially Nigerians it's like talking about everything that's to do with your body love life mm. is like the biggest taboo taboo so, yes I, I'm tired do you know that's how that's how actually my podcast came about I felt mm-hmm. like um, ugly girls came about I felt like there were so many issues that you know maybe you and your friend will talk about but this affects like every woman on the street but no one is really talking about it yep. so you're so right like we need more spaces like that yeah definitely definitely so we just decided that we're gonna make it a thing every friday at midnight we're gonna talk to people and we've grown yesterday was number four and we've actually grown and it's so incredible to see that like people actually come back every single week to talk to us and to like you know just talk about real topics and it's not every time i like i said yesterday on the podcast we don't talk about sex all the time but you know that's one of the bigger topics that like we don't talk about in nigeria and like as women and even as women to men we don't talk about it we don't talk about the things that like are just blatantly obvious but like an elephant in the room but like it's just there no, no one is it. no one is trying to eat away at the yeah. elephant. No one's staring at it. <laughs> Looking at it. Why? We need to say a few things to these to these men. We need to let them yeah. know a few things. Malobi is amazing. She has yeah. no filter. She Not I think she really balances you well because yeah. <laughs> You're pretty shy, but you like talk. You know what I'm saying? But she goes all the way. She's amazing. I re- I really yeah, I really is. love her. She's incredible. Shout out to her. Shout out, <laughs> Shout out to, to her. Me. Shout out to my Yes. So like from the past four episodes, like what do you think is like the most controversial topic you've had so far? Mm. Do you think like the if your mom had to hear this, like days. my parents can oh listen to this podcast, <laughs> I would actually die. <laughs> I would actually die. It would be so stressful to even. Um, I think the most controversial that we've had is probably um, we've had a few controversial ones. We've had we had one where we spoke about faking orgasms. 
that was Ooh, yes. yeah that was a pretty controversial one because the guys are very oblivious to many things and women mm-hmm. are like yeah i do it all the time and i'm like oh girl imagine girl, I, I, I cannot be a thing anymore in life you know um so that was a pretty controversial um topic we've had another topic we, we spoke about um I think yesterday was actually a really controversial one as well. It was like platonic sex, like friends with benefits and and how to navigate the murky path of like, you know, enjoying sex with a partner that is just a friend and nothing more as well. Mm. That was pretty interesting. Anything to do with love and sex is always interesting. Relationships. Um, we also speak about I think me and Malobi never really agreed on forgiveness because the kind of person I am is very different from the kind of person she is. And so we're kind of yes. split down the middle about forgiving friends and how, how that's where C finish came from. So like, I don't know if you got what C finish meant eventually. Well, not really. Cause everyone has their own, yeah. you know, like, but I mean, in yeah. general, it was like disrespect, right? Like yeah. unnecessary disrespect. It's just when somebody has, when somebody knows you now or thinks they know you so much that they can start to disrespect you you know yes okay yes you have now seen all the parts of me like every single part of me you think now you can just like treat me anyhow yes yeah that was that's probably another big one but you know i think every week we have controversial topics because just every week we have an argument or someone in the comments says a really wild story. The other day we had for help <laughs> and that was a really wild story on there about someone that was sleeping with someone that was a necrophiliac and that was a wild story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. Okay. No, no. People are purging their deepest, darkest secrets. Yes. I was like, wow, guys. Yes. You guys are doing, doing well. Because to be honest, if we don't talk about these things, if we don't say them like with our mouths and like put it out into the world, then no one's going to know that these things really happen. They're going to think that, oh, it's yes. just some fiction that they read somewhere or it's just, you know, it's not real. But if we don't talk about them, you're not going to know. And I, I like the fact that everyone that comes on MTNT, like on Tea with MT, I always call it MTNT, but on Tea with MT. It still like has a jingle to it. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> But everyone that comes on and then leaves, they later they always say that they learn something, and that for me is the most important thing. They find it funny, they're there for the hilarious content, but they're then educated as well. They learn something, and that's the most important thing. If somebody if somebody on there learns like how to, you know, be a better man or how to treat someone better or how to, you know, love yourself more or even just how to stop like faking orgasms or how to like get over we talked about grief the other day how to like Mm -hmm. you know if somebody somewhere learns something then i just feel like i'm doing my part i feel like i'm doing something important i feel like i am just you know just doing what i'm supposed to be doing educating people even if it's funny content even if it's we laugh about it we make jokes and you know we make we, we tease people sometimes but it's all about educating people and just make people aware of real life situations yeah. yes and we'll tag all of your 
your handles and stuff okay, in the okay, description awesome. so people can just you know just go straight to it like because people need to need mm-hmm. to watch that is the live it's hilarious and educational as you said <laughs> and then in closing i want to ask you about the globalization of africa yeah. we saw the journey through afrobeats being a thing overseas and i mean never mind the fact that they are african bodies across the world right mm-hmm. there we saw the rise of afrobeats we saw the through the rise of afrobeats we saw the growing interest in what is happening in africa you know mm-hmm. we also saw people who were like descendants of nigeria ghana kenya or respective of where they're from in africa mm-hmm. um but were born on the over the seas mm-hmm. um wanting to come back to africa yep um you know and trying to find out who they are and what they they their roots are how do you see lucid lemon being part of that globalized story first of all i i just i love the fact that people are looking that people are looking to Africa. I love it. I love the fact that people are have started to realize that, you know, it's not just huts and animals and, you know, it's there's more to it than that and I I love the fact that people the people that are that were abroad <clears throat> that are from Nigerian, Ghanaian, Kenyan, whatever it is, descent, wanted to come home and like learn about their culture. It's all amazing. Lucid Lemons is has always been for me at the forefront of this and i know that we're small and you know we don't we don't cover like the david dudes or the tiwa savages or any of the big name <clears throat> creatives out here but i feel that it is important the work that we do is so important because in a few years time the people that we cover are going to be the ones that are replacing these guys yes we have documented the story of their startup of their of their come up of the way that they began of the way they create the industry began in in Nigeria especially the i don't know if you know about the alter community no no but the the alter community started let's say 5 let, let's say 4 5 years ago and it, it's more than just music it's a lifestyle it's the way that these kids or these i, I like i call them kids like people people hate that people that we i call them kids but i don't really care we're young people and i still see us as it's, it's a childlike movement it's a it's a young movement so the kids of the alter community they they are I, I, somebody called it gender bending lifestyle right they kind of there's no actual like form as of yet it is just i'm doing me whatever that means to me i'm expressing myself in whatever way whether it means that i look this way or you may think i look funny but i don't care because this is me i'm cool i like it i i'm yeah. expressing myself how i want to express myself and it also shows in music and we have artists that have kind of championed the alter music um santi odunsi lady donley amaray this is just a few artists that have championed this and i remember the very first lemon curd 
all of these guys, or at least three of them, the ones in Nigeria, Lee Donley, Santi, Odunsi, were a part of it. Now, today, Santi is signed to um, LVRN in, in the US. Odunsi has a signing with Interscope. Like, fam, these are people that started off here in this small community in Nigeria. If you know Nigeria, they lived in Magodo on the mainland, coming to the island to, like, you know, get involved in the industry. And then now, these are basically people that have taken off. They have, and we documented, we watched the very, like, my eyes witnessed their, their, the movement. And for someone like Santi, for example, when I was in secondary school, Santi was someone that, he didn't go by Santi then, he went by Aussie B back when I was in secondary school. And this was someone that, oh, this is, this is a young person that is doing music that I just, it was unreal that this was a young person in Nigeria doing this kind of music. So I even got to witness it from that point. A lot of these guys that are looking are coming to Nigeria now, a lot of these media outlets, Vice and OK Africa mm-hmm. and whatnot, they don't know about any of that story. They don't they just they just come in to hop on the on the bandwagon now. So it's happening like, already, yeah. They just want to like get on it and say, okay, yeah, yeah, Africa, Africa, Africa. But they don't know the real story. And so people like Lucid Lemons, people like more branches, these are people that have been here, that have witnessed, that have seen that have literally been down in the dirt with these guys that have watched everything unfold right before our eyes have done the interviews have done the the content videos have done went to the shows you know these people that are here and for me because of that there's no even though people say oh you should try and like promote or get an ad or something with vice or you know try and do something with them to like elevate yourself great that's all well and good like it'll be cool if that happens whatever i'm not opposed to it but Mm. i'm not not gonna chase it i'm not gonna chase it because at the end of the day they need me to be able to direct them if they come to Nigeria. If you come to Nigeria, you need lucid lemons. If you don't know that, then that's not my fault. That's your fault. I will forever put myself at the forefront and be at the front of pushing young creatives out here. And if you don't know about lucid lemons and about the work that we do, then you need to get to know. Because if you want to find out who's up next, if you want to find out who is going to be at the, who's going to be the next Santi, the next Odunsi, the next anything, you're going to have to come and check us out because we are the ones that push them. We are the ones that have their back and we've had their back for time. Since inception, we've had their back. I've mm-hmm. had their back from as, as far back as I can remember as a young kid listening to LOS or Santi or listening to the original DRB. I, I know their stories from my primary school days, from my secondary school days. I know them because I have literally witnessed the entire the unfolding of this entire movement. So Lucy Lemons is... We're, for me, we're bigger than all this vice them. Just give it a few years, man. Just give it a few years. They're going to be the ones coming to look for us. Yeah, I really think, like, you know, um, in terms of us also documenting our own stories when it comes to the, the globalization of Africa, you know, like, we need to be the first ones there, you know, when someone um, is typing in, like, um, Tiwa Savage, like, yep. it must be something from 
Nigeria first you know what I'm saying it's something from us and also despite the the world globalization I think and I mean this I think maybe this speaks more to me as a South African because um, I feel like in South Africa we just really disconnected to a lot that's going on in the rest of the continent and for me that's something I really want to rectify for my own self you know with outside radio like I really wanted to be uh, what what do they call Africanacity hmm. African you know like we we should have each other's backs first before yep. um you know it becomes like a globalized situation mm-hmm. um so for sure okay i think we are done with the podcast thank you so much for your time do you have any closing words you'd like to leave um the ugly girls club listeners with yeah i just want to say that like i want to speak directly to the women really that if you're a woman in the creative industry or trying to get into the creative industry or even just want to have knowledge or just know more then like please 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 don't let yourself ever be bogged down by anybody telling you that you can't because you can and you can and there are people people like me people like nico that will support you at the end of the day so never because i got told no and you can't a lot when i was starting out but the one thing that kept me going was that i knew in my heart of hearts that like i can and because i knew that most days i was able to push through but the days where i I felt i couldn't I, i know where i slapped i know that i would be in a very different position now if i had not listened to that voice or those people speaking about about me so never let anyone tell you you can't because you can and if you ever need support if you just need someone to just be like okay yeah i have this idea i'm not gonna steal your idea i have too much on my on my plate trust me <laughs> like, so you can always come and speak to me you can always get your stuff on lucid lemons we would always support so yeah that that's basically it Okay, cool. Thank you so much. Um, I hope everyone who is listening enjoyed the conversation because I really did. I mean, I learned so much. You know, I always say there's, I mean, we're different, but we like very much the same, you know. So it's always interesting to hear stories in a different context, but make so much sense to your own personal life. So Mm -hmm. thank you so much. Thank you so much. And to our Ugly Girls Club slash outside radio listeners, I'll be posting a podcast every two weeks, no longer every week. It'll be every two weeks alongside with the rest of the podcast. Please do follow Outside Radio on Instagram. It's exactly that, Outside Radio with an underscore on Instagram. And this is Nico and Atoe. Until next time, thank you very much. Goodbye.